we're beginning um, on Daf Yudalad Ahmed Aleph of Chelik Beis and Sefer Adaya, and um, we're up to the last Ois. So what says Ois Hey? Um, last week we saw the um, the idea of why specifically the Gvurois uh, play such an important role, which ultimately means more than he said more than just Stam Gvurois, why the Ra uh, plays such an important role on behalf of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, it helps, um, it aids tremendously in being Megala, the Koiches of the Creator in the world. Now, obviously, at this point in time, um, you know, before the stage of Tchiesa Mesim, the Ra seems to fight against the Bayer Elam, seems to cover up the Bayer Elam, but in fact, it's really bringing out, uh, manifesting um, a tremendous amount of potential that would have gone unnoticed and uh, unmanifested, it would have remained in a potential state. And thus, ultimately, when this stage of, of, the, of history, the stage of creation, is finished, and we go into the stage of Tchies HaMesim HaKlali, the general, the big Tchies HaMesim that we're all waiting for, um, then it's going to retro- retroactively become clear how all this evil that has been unleashed and um, allowed to you know, run rampant and wild throughout time is really uh, very crucial, plays a very crucial part in expressing kaychas that would have never gone manifested otherwise. Obviously for us it's extremely difficult to, to understand right now and I, I you know, I guess that's why Tchiyas HaMesim would be, uh, is, is, is an emuna. We, we, it's, it's a belief. Uh, in other words, it's not something that we can call a yadiyah at this point in time. Then it will be when we see it happen. And when we, uh, suddenly everything's going to come so clear to us, we certainly will uh, we'll see it happen. But there are times where on some kind of small um, level, I think almost all of us um, have seen why something's, uh, something bad has ultimately been the vessel for bringing something very, very special and very, very good. I think you could see that probably uh, on a personal level and also on, on the, historically speaking in, in, in the history of the world, in the history of Kal Yisrael, um, that very often the, the, the bad event or a certain evil, whatever it is, really was the stepping stool for something, uh, a, a beautiful revelation or some kind of beautiful thing to take place afterwards. And, and without that, it wouldn't have happened. Um, I've said in the past that, that you know, Nusach Ashkenaz, um, I'm saying the Ashkenazim, we say Alanisim, we say Alanisim, and one of the things we list is the Al Hamilchamot, and on the wars. And it's always a, it's a question, why are we thanking Hashem for the wars? It's understandable. We we thank Him obviously for the miracles, Ale Yeshuas, Ale You know, we thank Him for the 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 Geula, the the redemption, the salvation from those wars, the fact that He helped us win those wars. But why would we thank Hashem for the war itself, Al Hamil And really, it's the same Yisoid. I think um, what the Leshem is saying is that it's true. It's not pleasant to go through the war. But with hindsight, we are 
very often able, and, and it's always this way, I mean, but very often we can see it ourselves, how that war itself really built us. And that's something which is, uh, which is very important. And, and it's the same thing, of course, on a personal level. I always like to try to bring it back to a, a person's uh, personal avoida. Um, we don't like going through the war against the Sahara, right? We just read Pasha's Kiseitze and, and, the, and the Sfarim, or the Zayah and the Sfarim. They say that Kiseitze Alevecha is really deeply referring to the enemy who is the Sahara. It's the war against the Sahara. So we don't enjoy that. We'd love to be in a position of a tzaddik that we don't have that fight. We just don't, you know, the, of, of a tri- not that tzaddikim don't have their own fights, right? We know that tzaddikim have on their own level, but the, the you know, the tzaddik's yetzer, is our yetzer tov. You know, it's like it's on a whole different level. And uh, we'd love to be on that level, but we have to do footwork, a lot of foot, we can get there, but we have to do a tremendous amount of work to get there. And it's not necessarily pleasant. We don't enjoy that. There are falls, you know. But again, like we said, the Pasuk says, Tzadik, Yipoyl Sheva, Vikam. The Tzadik also fell seven times. He will fall seven times. He does fall seven times and gets up. And that's what makes uh, a Tzadik a Tzadik, is the fact that he's able to go through the war. And through the war, he has his kima. He, he, he's, he's built up. So the same thing that through the struggles that we go through in life, the struggles, uh, of course, build us. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not doing these things to um, to uh, to pain us, even though there is pain involved. But there's uh, he, he's doing it to bring us to levels that if we were left in our comfort zone, we would not get to. Fine. So that's a a, a small summary with a little bit of addition on what we spoke about last week. And now we'll uh, we'll begin ice hay, which is the final ice that we will do. I don't think we'll do ice above. Maybe I'll say something of it from um, outside. I'm not sure. So let's learn ice hay. Varei lanomi kolze. What we have from all this is like is as follows. He kol azman kuloi. The 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 kol meshet ime oilam v'chol ader is kulam. The th- the whole uh, history, the, the, the you know the whole span of the days of the world and all the generations, hagam sherubam roim. Even though most of them are bad, right? Like we said in the beginning of the lashem, as he posed the question, v'chein gam kol alafim tohu, and also the whole two thousand years of tohu of chaos at the beginning of time, right? Meaning the first two thousand years of the world before the Torah was given. And all the horrible events that took place and the tremendous uh, ruins that took place over the course of, of history, like Kamoha Mabul, like the Mabul, Vafichas Zdoim Vamoyro, and the overturning of Zdoim Vamoyro Vichadoime and the likes. None of those events, none of those periods of time, not a single moment of any of the time throughout history was a waste. Right? You might think, right, 2,000 years without the Torah is like just a waste of time. You might think the, the, the fact that the world was destroyed by the Mabal would actually show you that it was, just a, it was just a total waste, with the exception of Noah. But that's not the case. There's been no moment in time that's being thrown out the door. 
and we'll see we'll see more uh, soon. So he says, Kikola Kulam. Here he explains it. Because all the actions, the Kholamasim Kulam and all the deeds, Ashurnasa Bakalamatias Kulam that were um, done or performed or made throughout the whole existence, Vikhain or in all the Matsyas, Vikhain Kol Koichis Hachius Vishavus Vakium Shalakalamatias Kuloi Ashabakola Zman de Shital Feshnin. And so to the the kaiches of 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 chiyus, of vitality of life force and giving life and existence to the whole existence throughout the time of the the al throughout the time of the six thousand years before Mashiach hinehim kulam malchin kadmoim they are all um, being they are all uh, part of the process. Of expressing the gvuros, okay, the gvuros of those early kings, which we said is like the the, the pre-sphere or the the early spheres that broke, right, from before our world. bringing them out from a potential state to a st- uh, to manifestation. Vehem kulam niflaot koltov al and they're all, every last one of them, are tremendously wondrous actions. They're filled, and they're causes that are filled with good for the world of rectification. Because the, the, the rule is, meaning not just this whole world, meaning all the worlds. All the worlds. Throughout this time, up to the time of the Tikkun, at the end, of, you know, at the, the, the seven thousand years, you know, so when there's going to be the Tikkun, Of course, we hope that the Tikkun is going to already start within the this last six thousandth year, because this these two last two thousand years are called Yemaisa Mashiach, which means they're prepared and ready for Mashiach to come if we do our um, if we do our part right. Or if we mess up so bad that there's no choice for Hashem to bring it, right? That's like the, the Gemara says, either the Yazacha, Beitai, Vachishana, right? Um, if it's going to be Wurzaicha, then it's going to speed up the process. But if we're not, he's going to just bring it in a specific designated time towards the end of the 6,000. But in any case, till then, all the Olamas throughout time, Hinihu rak Olam hamaiseva pu'ula levad. It's all the world of action, of activity. And so too it goes on in continuous movement, in a continuous action. It doesn't rest for even a moment. And they're all extensions and um, they're all extensions and, and a manifestation of those powers of the Gvurus, of those early kings, Lord and Akachalapal, to manifest them, uh, you know, take them out from the potential state. And I'll, exp- I'll explain this in a moment just a little bit more. Because they, the Gvurus, are the only Kli, the only vessel that is properly prepared to allow this uh, that all the good that's hidden and concealed in the tach in, in, in the, you know the, the 
at the, the end and the, the final Tikkun Akron, these Gvuras are the only ones, they are the aspect that have that Koach to manifest the good. So I'll, I'll, I'll want to re, you know, restate something we said towards the beginning, just because I know this is somewhat, it is uh, a new concept um, to most of you. But we said that in general, there's a, there are two Bechinas that the entire world is based on. And those are, Kabbalistically, they're called Chasadim Ugvurot. Chasadim literally translated as kindness, and Gvurot as, you know, strength or power, or Dinim, which is something of judgment. It's all the same concept. And of course, if we were to translate it into a more scientific or mathematic uh, language, it would be positive and negative. Right? We know that from the scientific world. Everything is based on a positive and negative. And you need the two of them for anything to exist. And again, I said it, I think I said it at the beginning of the shiurim, but we'll say it again because it's very, very important, that the Leshem explains you could not see, there would not be any existence without the two of them because chasadim, right, kindness, is the, is like the, it's like the essence of Hashem's light coming into the world. It's like it's the it's the component of Hashem's oneness, Hashem's being that He allows and brings and flows down into this into the world. And the Gvuros is is it's also something. It's also an or. Okay, I'm not saying it's a vessel literally, but it it's an or that acts as a vessel. In other words, relative. These are two bechinas of or of Hashem. But the Gvurus is the aspect that acts as a relative kli to manifest that um, positive energy, if you would like to call it. I mean, in a spiritual sense, not physical sense, right? Positive spiritual energy. So the Gvurus would be the negative spiritual energy, and the and the and Chasadim would be the positive spiritual energy. And again, negative spiritual energy does not mean bad. Okay, don't take negative in a negative way. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a very important clock. For example, you could not enjoy uh, a drink of water, right, or a drink of wine, if you did not have the cup or the glass to receive that water in. It's it's you, you need the vessel in order to to be able to. Okay, that's not a good muscle because over there, where over there it's not a vessel. It's not two bechinas of of light. Um, I guess the only one you'd have to come on to is something like electrons and, and, and protons on, on a more scientific level. And that's, unless anyone has a better muscle for two types of, of, um, of iris, um, just a muscle for that. But certainly on, on a scientific level, we know right, the idea, the model of the electron, proton, neutron model of the, um, of the atoms is, uh, and, and in, in you know, particles, whatever, so <coughs> the idea of particle and non-particles, um, and these things always, you need that kind of friction between the two, okay? The, the, you need that, the, the, basically the shidduch between the two, which acts like, you know, they kind of push off of each other. That allows the uh, protons, that allows the positive um, energy to be expressed. And without, the, without that negative, you, didn't, you wouldn't have that. So, um, so basically... The way the Leshem is Magdirit, right? He says that the fundamental aspect of Chasadim, we said, is Nayich Vishaket. It's just, it's just a state of being, and the state of being is just like, you know, it's just a, 
a utopian state. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's just, it's just feeling Hashem's presence. But the gvurois is the aspect of action, of activity. Now, I'll give a marshal that I like to give. Let's say you, uh, I, you go to a guy and ask him for a loan, okay? Or let's say an ani, a poor person, or uh, goes to somebody and asks him for money, to, uh, you know, staka. So that guy that's being asked now, he's in such a pure state of chasadim, he just doesn't move. <laughs> and he doesn't give, right? He just stays in a state of motion. He's motionless. And he doesn't give. Whereas another guy right away goes into his pocket, takes out the money, and gives. So which one is better? Right? So of course we'd say the guy that gives is better, which of course is true. But I want to analyze this act of giving. The act of giving, okay, the actual giving is an issue of gvurois. It's an issue of separation because he was in a specific state of calmness. The Ani came over to him, something, and immediately he separated. He left. He left the state of calmness, took out money from his pocket, and gave to the Ani. That whole process of movement, is a, all movement, is an issue of separation, which means an issue of Gvuros. That's what the trait of Gvuros is. It's a, it's a separating function, so to say. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the ability of change. Whereas the guy who didn't give anything, he rela- he stayed nayich v'shaket. He was motionless, calm, and quiet. So here's an example where you could see how the gvuras is a very, very positive and wonderful thing. The guy's giving tzedakah. But let's go behind. What's behind the state of giving or behind the state of not giving? The guy who's giving is giving to this ani, He's giving to the poor person because he feels that he's, to a certain degree, one with that guy. He feels a certain commonality with the guy. He feels bad for the guy because as a human being, he feels connected to that person. When you give to someone, it's an act of achdos. It's an act of ahava, ahava gematria echad. It's an act of oneness with the person, sympathizing with the person. To the point that you give is an act of oneness. It's an act of love. It's an act of chasadim. That idea of oneness is the fundamental aspect of chasadim. The fact that chasadim is motionless is because it's a pureness of it's a pureness. It's a state of oneness which is completely pure. Doesn't you know has no motion to it and no. So the give the act of giving is the gvuros, but the inner meaning of this guy's giving is chasadim is just the state of him feeling one with this other guy. So here's an example where, and this is true of any action that is done, there's always the external aspect of that action, and there's the internal aspect of the action. The act of giving, the action, the activity of giving, is the gvuras aspect. But the pneumius, the interior piece of what he's doing, of why he's giving, and the actual pneumius of the giving is an act of oneness with this other person, which is an act of chasadim. Okay? Um, and, as a po- and of course, the opposite is true by the kamtsan. The kamtsan who closes his hand and doesn't give. This person doesn't give because he is separated from others. He doesn't 
feel connected to others. He's not moved by another person's suffering because unfortunately he's disconnected. That is the essence of his chasadim. His act of staying calm, unmoved, means he's just one, but he's one with himself. So he's taken himself away from others. In the Pneumius Atvarim, right, he's really terrible gvurus, terrible separation. But in the, ex- the external aspect that you observe is his separating from other people. His, in his lack of will to connect to others, to give to others. So it actually comes out very, very interesting and paradoxical. And by the way, if you like start to analyze things, it's actually very, very fascinating. Whatever you see, this is a rule. This is an absolute rule which comes out of this Lashem, Chassad Mekvuras. Whatever you observe is the opposite of its inside. You always observe, man always observes only the external aspect. And the external aspect is always the opposite of the internal. So there's something to think about. But we'll, we'll give that for homework. Now, getting back to our story. So, if you are going to observe anything, if you're going to receive Hashem's kindness, there needs to be an activity. There needs to be the giving. Hashem wants to give to us. He wants to, When Hashem reveals Himself to us, revelation isn't giving. It's Hashem giving us His light to see. So that takes gvurus. If there's no gvurus, then you're not going to get anything, you're not going to see anything. So the gvurus are very, very important. But we want the gvurus hamumutakot. We want those sweetened gvurus. The sweetened gvurus is like the gvurus of the person giving tzedakah to the poor person. We want those gvurus. But there are also gvurus that come in a negative way. And those are the gvurus that are, are bad. And people act with gvurus in a bad way. Right? They, 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 they murder and do terrible affairs and terrible things. And, um, and, but those also, nevertheless, are gvuras. And those gvuras also are revealing something. That something might be very grotesque on the outside. Might be horrible to see. But, loss and love, we're going to see the internal aspect of that same, of, of what that gvura was, was really um, feeding off of. Because all the gvuras in the world are those spiritual gvuras of the spheres, like we said, okay, of the spheres back then, before before the Eilam Atikun, before this world that we are, you know, before my Sebracious, they were, they're all Gvuras of the Rabbani Shalem, so they're all holy. A- and the Sitra Achra, the, the side of evil, doesn't have anything of its own. It's just feeding, it's stealing, it's stealing Shefa, it's stealing, it's feeding off of those holy Gvuras. So anything going on always has also, not the aspect of Chassadim alone, but it has this, this aspect of Gvuras Kedoshos, of holy gvurus that are being stolen. Just think about it. On a very simple level, if there's a Russia in the world, he's living, well, what's the life? The life is a certain aspect of nefesh. That nefesh, B'Tselem Alekim. He has some kind of soul uh, that's also a chelek imal, that a soul that's a godly soul. So clearly everything this person does is using, is utilizing, it's coming, it's nourishing from this light of God. Except that there's like a mold, like we said, a spiritual mold, right? Which just feeds off of that 
and turns into a horrible zuzuama, horrible spiritual filth, which will have to be cleaned off, and that's going to be cleaned off, we know, through punishment uh, in this world and in the next world. Uh, but after that, after you cleaned it off, you bleached it off, all you have is the, is the good, is the beauty that was, that, that's inside it. And that beauty was expressed only b'schus the Rishayim. Only b'schus the Rishayim. Right, that that any any I'm talking about whatever they did, whatever the terrible things, and and actually, you know, we're not talking about only Rishon because Einadik Baaretz Asher Yech. What has it called? Einadik Baaretz Asher. What's the Lashem? The Lo Yechta. Einadik Baaretz. What's that? She has a toy, right? She has a toy, sorry, this pasuk just uh, escaped me. So she has a toy, right? Even Sadiqim, they still fall into sin. They, 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 at some point, they have at least one sin. So that sin was feeding off of a, of a Kavura Kedosha, and after it's cleaned off, there's actually something going to be good there. Uh, let's go on a deeper level. Um, let's go on a psychological deeper level, you know. Um, really, everybody... Uh, especially, especially Kali Yisrael, I should say, okay, especially Jewish people, uh, have a tremendous thirst for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a tremendous thirst for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They're, they're, they're actually, every single moment, every single Jew is thirsting for the Rabbani Shalom, is wanting Hashem in their life, even if they don't know of His existence yet, because they're a Tinek Shanishba somewhere. But what happens is, is if that thirst is not uh, dealt with properly if the person is not given for whatever reason is not developed is not educated is not given the the kalim, the vessels how to utilize that thirst and connect to the Rabbani Shleilam so that thirst creates a terrible um, a, a terrible you know, opposite to the thirst itself in other words, the thirst will go into all sorts of other areas. He feels the need for something and he doesn't know what. So he ends up just throwing himself into Taiva. And a lot of, you know, if you talk a lot of kids that go off the day, all, every, all the kids that go off the derech and all the, not just kids, the adults that go off the derech, they're searching for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but they don't necessarily realize it. Sometimes they do realize it. And the frustration and the, of, of not getting it, and sometimes it's not even frustration, but just they don't even know where to go for it. They're looking to get that sipuk, that happiness, that fulfillment, and they're going to all the wrong places. And by the way, even the taivas themselves, the taivas themselves, the food, and it could even be non-kosher, right? We don't want it to be, but all of that, where's the taste coming from? So it says the Arizal, and says the Svarim HaKadoshim, but the Arizal is, the, of course, the source of here. Right? It's not on the bread alone that a person lives, but it's on the Hashem, what comes out of Hashem's mouth that the persons live, meaning, says the Arizal, in every bread there's these holy sparks, because all physicality, like we spoke about, coming from the Rabbani Shalom, and those holy sparks, okay, which are there from the time that those early spheres broke, like we said, at the time of the, the Olam Hatayhu, that which preceded our world, that there's still those holy sparks are in all physicality, giving life to that physicality. The taste comes from that mitzvah piyashem. The taste, the 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 anything that looks good, that's luring to the person, the life in anything, 
is always really the Kedusha that's inside of it, but it's wrapped up in something which might be out of bounds for you. By the way, the Lashon Isur, what does Isur mean? Forbidden from the Lashon of Beit HaAsurim. It's a prison. Asur means bound. It's tied. And the Sfarim explain, the Sifrei Kabbalah, that it's called Asur because those holy sparks are bound inside of this thing and you can't get them. They're locked up there in a way that you can't get as opposed to something that's mutter. Mutter means it's not locked up, right? When you untie a knot, you're matir the kesher, you untie the knot. So those nitzitzes are unknotted and therefore they're accessible and you can utilize them and use them as part of your avodah Hashem. If, even if it's just for becoming, for being healthy that you serve Hashem. You make a brach on it. That's gewaldic. You just utilize the heter in, in the right way and you elevated those holy sparks. So, the, the gvuras, getting back to the gvuras, are something which are very, very important. And they are the only kli, they're the kli, if you, we'll just put into one word or two words, they're the kli of expression. Gvuras is the kli, is the aspect of expression. But you express something. The something that's expressed is the chasadim. The expressor, the mode of expressing those chasadim, that's the gvuras. So let's go right in the Lashem. And he says, Vihine. Kemosha called Poil Vaoiman Enlo Simchabasiv Klalerek Rakbeis Tachlisam, the same way any craftsman or somebody doing something doesn't have simcha in his actions at all until he finishes. Right? You're building a table. Until you see that table finish, you don't have the simcha yet. So to it's with the Metzias of all the worlds. All the worlds are the Pu'ula of Hashem. They're the action of Hashem. So this whole entire time up till today, and still going on, is still the time of Hashem's activity. In a certain sense, He's still creating the world. He's still fleshing out and expressing those gvuras. It's not, he didn't yet finish all that, expressing the chasadim through the gvuras. And if Chazal said, Chazal say that a Kaddish Baruch also still never had simcha in his world, like he brought earlier on the Chazal. Like the Pasik says, Hashem will be, in future tense, will be happy with his actions. It doesn't say he is happy. It says he will be happy because he didn't yet finish. He didn't yet finish. The, the only when he finishes that process will he be happy. It's well known that any action a person does, the more preparation that goes into it, the more action that goes into it, and preparation that goes into preparing that thing, the, the, the more dear that thing will be, right? You put a lot of kaychas into something. You know, people, uh, once upon a time, people used to make big weddings, you know, before Corona. And there was a tremendous amount of time spent on choosing all sorts of little things and big things and a tremendous hours upon hours and upon hours and upon hours of planning a simcha. And Rebbe Noshalam, how long does the simcha last? A few hours, five hours, you know, at the max, and it's all gone, all the money, you know, what? what's all the preparation? Because the, the more you put into something, the more dear it is. And, and we want that that 
uh, night or you know that simcha in, 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 in Chutzlar, some of the England, let's say the, some of the some of that it go, is in the day, you know, and uh, we want that event should be memorable and should get off get the couple off on the right the right foot. They should have a, a tremendous should be like a battery of simcha to just so any time and that's what it is. The more you put into something, the it's you put into something which is valuable. You don't waste your time into something that's not valuable. So Akadish Bohu is showing us through this you could see, he says says the Leshem, Kimi Godala Siba Yesh Lavin Gdulata inyana misovavimena. So the, the the greater the the cause is, the more you can understand the effect that's gonna come out of that cause. So if the Rabbi Shalom is is doing this thing for 6,000 years non-stop activity, bringing about something, you could hop that it's going to be really, really good. It's worth waiting for. And from the action of of the uh, the activity and the tremendous siba that you see over here, which has gone through tremendous difficulty and on, on all the people of the world, Zezman Kabir for such a long time, Meshech Rav Shuad Korv Lashesh Zalafim Shana, almost six thousand years. Harelano Petach Lavin Goydel Yikras Hamesuba Vatasa Sheyesuba Mizeh. So here, this is an uh, an opening to understand the tremendous uh, value and the tremendous beauty and and, and worth. Of what's going to eventually come out of all this? Hashem is bringing about a tremendous tachlis, which has no tachlis, an infinite tachlis. And that's the revelation of the sweetness of the glory of His, the light of His, uh, His simple oneness. That all those who he did this on their behalf are going to be zeichet, they're going to merit this the light of this and the sweetness of the, the, the pleasure of this it is completely way, way, way greater, nothing to compare to of any of the good and pleasures that has been experienced over the course of time. And there's absolutely no conception that we have. We can't grasp the tremendous pleasure of this hidden R that's going to be our lot. Uh, at the end of this, and Hashem Elokim, who He's the one that's bringing all this about. He's the only one that understands the derech how to bring it about. And He knows its place. Pasuk says, "There's no I other than God who has seen this." So, let's just wrap it up and sum it up. Says the Leshem. The world looks like it's so bad. It looks like Hashem really, really, you know, made a big flop. If He's trying to do all this to to legalis kvaidai, well, it doesn't seem to have worked. Answer. And even if you say in the future it was, in the future He's going to bring it. But what about the whole six thousand years till then, or the five thousand something years till then? So fine, for, for he met, he failed for five thousand something years, and no, the answer is. The entire time is building up to this. It's all a process. But guess what? It's a process where there was prior, a prior world to this world, which was called the Eulam the world of chaos, which was spheros that did not, were not built up enough to receive Hashem's light. And that therefore caused this breakage where the spheres fell down to what would eventually become our worlds of Bria, Yitzira, Asiyah, the crea- worlds of creation. 
And then Hashem uh, fixed up the world and fixed up Bria Yitzhiah and he didn't finish the job off. He decided to let man, this was his purpose and originally already, was he wanted man to be his shotif, to be his partner. And he left the rest of those holy sparks still wrapped up with this physicality which came as because of the breakage back then, the fragmentation of light that was originally the Orain self fragmented until it eventually became into actual physicality and in that physicality there's these holy sparks that are giving it life and he left it up to us to man specifically Kal Yisrael to elevate those sparks and be Mechaya Mesim because when you elevate those sparks you're Mechaya those Mesim those are dead spheres so that and but 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 at the end of this whole process right towards the end of the 6,000 HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring the whole story together so that we don't see how these Nitzaytas have become elevated. When you eat an apple, you don't see it become spiritual mamish, right? You see yourself may become spiritual through the kayach that you got from it, through, through, the, through the brachas and everything, but you don't see that apple becoming elevated. Lost at Lavo, you're going to see that apple elevated. You're going to see how that was really spiritual. And the whole physical world is going to grow to a level of spirituality. And retroactively, you're going to see all the kaychas of even the Ra. Because all the Ra was also an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but in a very, very warped and covered up way, because it was covered up and, and, and being kind of taken into captivity, so to say, by the Sitra Akhra, by the evil. But there's no essence to evil. All evil is, is a smoke screen. And that smoke screen is going to be gone. Like we say in the Rosh Hashanah it's all going to go up in smoke. And all that's going to be left is that beauty of Hashem. And we're going to now be able to see what we didn't see throughout time, how it was all the Galis of Hashem to reveal the cover of Hashem. If anybody has questions, so you can come back in. Uh, we're going to be cut off here in uh, like less than last week. We actually continued uh, few, those who came back in. Um, but does anyone have questions? I'm sure that people do. Yeah, I don't quite understand this, how he's defining the world. How he's defining Hesse. How he's defining the world and no, the world and Hesse. Oh, I how. Understand. Why externally the world? Why is that Why externally the gvuras? Why external is the gvuras? Ah. Because the the gvuras, the gvuras is something which is. Um, you know what? Let's so we don't just stam get cut off. Let's all go. Let's. So so wait. So explain your question more. You don't understand why he's saying the gvuras is. Um, this idea of the world, how you explain is the uh, external, you know, you talk about giving, Yeah, okay, so that, well, that uh, again, why, why is that gvura? So, th because any gvuras, which is dinim, okay, really means fragmentation. It means separation. Even the word gvura itself, what does gvura mean? It means to overpower. If you are overpowering, the act of overpowering already shows that there's something else here. You hear that? Right? That, so the word gvuris itself has in it, definitionally, the idea of two. As opposed to chasadim, which is just simple, it's, it's just 
a state of kindness. So it doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, th- th- this, the truth of the matter is, the Leshem points out that, you know, okay, kindness might also be mashma um, something else. But, you know, if we translate it a little bit differently, like the Sifri Hasidus, for example, it's based on Kabbalah, say that Chesed, another name for Chesed is Ava, is love. And Ava, as we know in this form, says, is a gematria of Echad, of one. So that the, really, the, ultimately, the idea of love, when you love another, it's because you are one with that other. You feel a oneness, you feel a togetherness with the other. So it's very different than the Gvuras. So says the Leshem, you don't have this concept in Hebrew, right? In the Svarim, you find this Lashen called Chesed Pashut. Okay? Chesed Pashut. You have, one second, I think there's uh, somebody, maybe he's not muted over here. Um, I'm going to mute whoever I see here, not muted. Okay? Um, so, you have this idea of Chesed Pashut in Hebrew. Um, but you don't have the idea of Gvurus Pshutais or Gvura Pshuta. There's no such concept, there's no such word. Because Pashut means something simple. Something simple means it's ungrafted, it doesn't have any multitude in it, it's not made of parts, it's just a simple being. It's a state of being, it's just a simple oneness. Whereas Gvura, definitionally speaking, is not that. It's not Pasha. Definitionally, definitionally speaking, it's fragmentation. So if you're asking for a definition of Gvuros, the, the, the definition according to the Leshem really would be fragmentation. Dinim is fragmentation. It's separation. That's what it is. Now, separation is not always the Pneumius. It's not always, I'm sorry, the Chitzanius. In the example of the guy not giving Tzedakah, the separation is the Pneumius that you don't see, and, this, and what you do see so paradoxically is Kiviyachal a state of chasadim because he's just not moving and chasadim really definitionally according to the Lashem is just the state of being naich v'shaket it's a state of calmness of, of, of oneness something's not changing when you see a guy that just doesn't give he just doesn't move he's just stayed the same he stayed the same. He's one. He's one like he was before. No movement. When you move, that's change. That's separation from the previous state. So though that's the definition of Chassadim and Um Anybody else have a uh, any questions or yeah? Uh, I had a question. Yeah. Um, do we have to wait until Chiyas Amesim to see the under to understand the gurus, or can we see that? Can we see it now? So I, I, I think I said, you know, certainly sometimes we're able to see it. Um, you know, sometimes it's so painful that we kind of can't see it. You know, because even if you see sometimes, sometimes if you see something good out of the aspect of gurus, but you say like, yeah, but it wasn't really worth the 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 horror that went along with that, right? You might, you might have, you can experience that as well. But all this is still, anything we observe today is so, such a lower level. Even when we have a karasatayv, even when we have a gratitude to Hashem, we recognize that, you know, I'll give you an example, okay? Let's say somebody, um, let's say somebody had, uh, I'll give an example, right? Uh, many times um, a family has um, a child, right? 
that's that has has issues and has difficulty right and nobody would choose such a thing nobody would choose such a thing but the family gains from it the family gains from it because they learn how to have me this type of they they learn how to the parents gain from it they're they're they're, they're you know, there's such a such amount of gains. I mean, I've I've heard I've heard shiurim and I've heard uh, people say this that like you know a Down syndrome kid, for example, it was the biggest bracha possible. And and anybody without a Down syndrome kid, for sure, when they say this, is okay. They're just saying that and whatever. Like there's no way nobody's going to choose that. Of course, nobody's going to choose that But the people that 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 have that say like you don't understand. It's a real bracha. It's not you know not stam. So I'm not getting into the again. So there's there's the aspect of the gevuros that there you could see the mitut. You could see how the rabbi shalom has helped your family. Of course, in hindsight, perhaps, or as time goes on, as things become clearer. Sometimes there's a process it takes for us to get something clear. But of course, yeah, there was there's pain involved. There was difficulty involved. So depending on the situation, sometimes we were able to say like you know it was worth the pain. And sometimes it was so painful that the gains are, it's emotionally hard for us to say, yeah, it was worth the trade-off. But certainly, we're going to see how the trade-off was big time, big time, big time, well worth it. And it's that, you know, the same thing with death. I mean, a person, uh, um, uh, you know, <laughs> experienced uh, uh, somebody, you know, my father, was nifter um, relatively early, you know. And, and, and uh, that's obviously a very, very painful thing. And, and I cannot see how, you know, I can't, I'm not on that level to see how, uh, how that helped. How, in other words, how that built and how that brought good. But I have no question that when it comes to Tchias HaMesim, it's going to be so, so clear how that was like the best thing possible that could have happened for him and for the family, for the world and for everything. We have absolutely no way to understand it, you know? But it's going to be some, so clear to us, the, the most, and including atrocities. Like, of course, again, so I'm saying, there's, because we're dealing with emotional things, we certainly can't, uh, it's very hard for us to, to see things um, the more difficult they were emotionally. Nevertheless, on some level, some, you know, it's, we, can all, we all have examples. We all can see how sometimes gvuras and difficulties has been very, very clearly building. A guy, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, oh, uh, my brother, um, your your Avi, right? He's part, Kavua participant in this year. So, so at least since Zoom has been on. So um, he once told me about a Talmud that he had that told him that uh, that he never ever asked for something or wanted something that he didn't get. He was from a very wealthy family, and he never ever did not get what he wanted and and he and my brother said right and rightfully so and I said like that's horrible that's terrible because this guy is now he's a dead man when it comes to the to the world you know chas v'shalom I mean hopefully he'll he'll uh, help his rebellion and and I hope he, he he'll figure out the avayda but you can't raise a kid never saying no that's a horrible thing because the second that he gets to some kind of adversity or something that he wanted that he didn't get, boom, he's liable to leave the old religion. He's liable to, who knows, I know he, he asked his wife, 
could, do you mind uh, doing such and such? He says, no. He says, go, forget it. I'm, I'm, I'm divorcing you. You know, it's like, he's not used to it. He'll, he'll fall apart. It's a disaster. So clearly we know that limitation, the act of not giving, is something which is very, very um, building and very, very important, very necessary for us to become healthy human beings. So Hashem's not giving us is the biggest bracha because we turn to Him, we daven, we try to do avoida, we try to better ourselves, right? When a person's not getting something, he starts to do kabbalas, you know, okay, I'll take upon myself to do this, I'll take upon myself. HaKadosh Baruch Hu set the world up in that way where He will give us, according to the more we build ourselves, the more He will give us. And He purposely holds back things from the Avas. The Avas didn't have children. They had a tough life. The Avas, you know, we look at Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, um, most of them were extremely, I mean all of them were extremely on the move. Maybe except for Yitzchak, right? But Avram and Yaakov, Yaakov, forget about it. Terrible, terrible, difficult life. But through all of it, he had a moon and bitachin and Hashem. And clearly, it made him a tremendous person. Avram Avinu, he went through Eser Nisyanus. And we know that those ten Nisyanus built him up. He didn't want them. He didn't have to leave everything that he knew and build a new life. He didn't want to kill his son. He didn't want to, you know, he didn't, he didn't want to do all these things. He wanted to chosen to, to have to, but they built him up to a tremendous level to the point that Claudius was able to come out of him. Um, you know, on, on, a, uh, on a very low level here, somebody wrote me a, uh, a, another illustration regarding Gvurus. Um, Right, it's obviously uh, we're, we're we're going down from from the lofty ideas that we spoke about, but just on a very partial level, right? Exercising, right? Exercising takes a lot of sweat and amal, right? But if a person's motivated because he wants to be healthy, right? So it's gonna it's gonna build his health. So it's gvuris, it's gvuris, it's motion, it's nonstop motion, whatever it is. But it's supposed to bring his body to a state of balance, to a state of calmness, which is like the idea of chasadim. state of health is chasadim. Okay, any more questions? Statement, you know, no, no pain, no gain. Right, right. No pain, no gain. Right. And so, yeah. Right, so are we, are we trying to explain that in order for the ultimate order to come, uh, there needs to be a virus to have been done in order that we can megala the what in the isu in the parts of the gilosmaim which is also that's, that's, that's a very very good question, and uh, so it's been asked in you know in the previous shurim in different ways, and uh, I, I said then and I'll say it again, I don't want to get into that question of do we, do we have to you know did Hashem make the world in such a way where people have to sin I think in in a general way what seems to come out from this forum is and I'm saying this with a a, a you know behistaigut how do you say that in English I'm saying that um, uh, what's that with a little bit I'm apprehensive to say it but but what what come what's it what's the word reservation Reser okay okay I'm gonna say it so oh, hesitation, yeah. hesitate, yeah. But the uh, the the answer is that it does seem that yes. I mean, we do have a pasuk, right? We do have a pasuk, 
that says, like I said before, right? Sure, it's uh, uh, the, the tzaddik, uh, other, right? There's no tzaddik that's going to live. Sheyaset toiv v'lo yechte, right? No, at tzaddik ba'aretz, a sheyaset toiv v'lo yechte. So that seems to indicate that it's basically a given that man is going to sin. And Hashem says, I know Yetzir Leifah Adam Ramin Urov. I know his evil inclination, you know, straight from, from his very young age. The Satan is there to, to, to mess us up right at the entrance to the womb. So, but, on each every and every individual, no, you don't have to sin. You have Bechir Chavshis, and, there, and therefore there's going to be punishment, like we learned in the Rambam, which these Shurim are ultimately on the Rambam, right? There's Bechir Chavshis, and, and, and you're going to be responsible for your actions. At the same time, there's tshuva, which no better time to talk about tshuva than, than now in El. Uh, you know, we're heading up close to, to Rosh Hashanah. Tshuva is exactly that, is that we recognize the chet and we, we now rectify it and hopefully we rectify me'ava and what does it say? That that becomes like a schos. It becomes a merit. How does it become a merit? I could understand if you get schar for doing tshuva because tshuva is a mitzvah. Tshuva is a wonderful thing. But how did that action, the guy stole, for heaven's sakes, he stole, and he did tshuva now. How does that theft now become a schus in Eilam Haba? Well, according to this lesson, we can really understand it. Because every single action that the person does really has an aspect of goodness inside of it. There's something inside of every single action. It's a movement of the Orin Sof. It's a pull towards the Orin Sof. Maybe the person had like this tremendous pull to the to the to the not just maybe. There's a nitzitz of kedusha inside of every object, and he was pulled to that object. He doesn't have a right to have it. It's usher. It's forbidden for him. For the only way for him to elevate that nitzitz is by not partaking in it, by not taking it, and he messed up. But he does tshuva, and he begs Hashem, and he comes to Hashem, and he says, Hashem, I love you. I didn't want to do this. And he does a real tshuva, he's never going to do it again. And Hashem says, you know what? I know that deep down, when he stole that thing, he was grasping for me. He wanted, it's the ruchnius that pumps everything in every moment in this world. And I know that what he wanted was the ruchnius, he wanted me. He went about it wrong. He wasn't allowed to, it was against my will, it was wrong. But he did tshuva, and now I'm looking at the, I've cleaned off. The tshuva cleans off, mechaper, means cleaning. That's the literal word for kapara. There's slicha and mechila. That's other stages, right? But he's gone through all those stages. Said so all that's left is just the or in self, just that beauty, just the nitzotis of or, those sparks of light that was inside the ma'isa gneva, inside the ma'isa gazel, and now that's his chus, because he's manifested, he's elevated that nitzotis of kedusha. Clarkly saying that only after. Uh, the tshuva or the scabras over the ra uh, that it comes to its ultimate. It's not like we take the maisa and we shafshef it and then release the kedusha. It sounds like uh, like like in the example that you, that, that you gave. It's like after the tshuva, then it reveals the the, the kedusha in, even in the bad maisa. Right, right, right. And by the way, the 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 Baal Shem Tov in the tzavos erivosh does exactly this. That even Avodah Zarah and all these things, they all have Nitzaitis. And he says clearly, you know, the, the, the Lit, Litvaks made a big deal out of that. 
Tzavah and that's what began. The Groh seems to be relating to it in his famous letter against the Hasidim, that they say about the Eitzim Vavanim, that they're God, because, right, because they said there's sparks of holiness in everything, so there's really godliness in everything, so that's almost like Egel's of it sounds, right? So they made a whole big thing out of it, but the Baal Shem Tov of the year said, that where do you see it? When the person does tshuva. When a person does tshuva, then those 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 sparks become elevated. So of course, before tshuva, you don't have that. There's no expression of it. You don't you don't see it. And then not only that, it's not. You can't refer to it really as godly because godly is when it's expressed, when it's you know broken out, so to say, it's revealed. And as long as it's not revealed, it's 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 what we would call sparks of holiness, maybe that are trapped. Asur, trapped. That's what Asur means. They're trapped inside of it. Okay. Yeah, so, sorry, did, uh, so we're saying that the tshuva that we're looking towards the final gula is an expression which is of the chatoim of all generations. It's like it's a build-up of all the trapped uh, affairs which right. we're still holding in because we still don't have the Kuhur Shleima and then when the final tshuva it's not just going to be a regular tshuva of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur it's going to be a tshuva that really is a tshuva on all the players that's what it sounds like uh, 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 yeah but not, it's not just tshuva because there are also going to be there were a lot of Rosh Hashanah that didn't do tshuva and they're just going to they're, they're, they're going to be punished through they're, they're going to be end, they're going to be ended so to say right all those beginners are going to be Cleaned not through the process of tshuva, but through the process of punishment, right? There's there's tshuva which cleans, but there's also punishment that cleans. A person didn't do tshuva, he's gonna go, he's gonna have gehenim, and he's gonna have tsaris, and and of course the goyim also. It's it's there's a lot, there, you know, there are other things over here that are part of the cleaning process. But the ultimate thing is that when tchias mason comes about, it's gonna be ready for the inside of everything, which is the aura ain't self to become revealed, where everything is going to become back to life in that sense. That's, that's what is. It's the light of Hashem Kiviyachal that died, meaning it moved down, descended into lower worlds, and thus went into what looks, what, into physicality. And when that becomes rebound to the Rabbani Shalom, right, it's been elevated back into God's world, that's called Chaim. That's called Chaim. And that's the Tchies HaMesim. Yeah. All right, so we should be zeichet to Tchias Amesi, Moshe Shiach soon. Amen. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Have a good day.